What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first inaugural episode of the Wayward Movie Servers uh, reaction and reviews to the Karate Kid Miyagi Verse. I'm Sid. Joining me today is the return of Marley Andrews. Marley, how are you doing? Oh, so good, Sid. So good. How are you? I'm very good. I have been talking about Karate Kid on like the rewind so many times, and I'm just really excited to like just talk about how crazy this this entire like journey is like this whole Miyagi verse is like, it is literally insane. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to like, no, like we're not going to do any future spoilers or anything, but like it just progressively gets crazier and crazier. And I just really need to talk about some of the crazy stuff that they, <laughs> yes. they go into. Um, how about you? How have you been? Oh, I've been so just so good. I feel like, you know, the sun's coming out more. So that instantly makes my mood like 1000% better. Mm -hmm. um, I'm good. I'm just ready to dive into because I feel like we have definitely bonded over our mutual love for <laughs> Cobra Kai, uh, for Karate Kid. Like, I think it's just so fascinating how the world just integrates literally everything, little pieces here and there. But mm -hmm. I'm just excited to be on and let's do this. Yeah. So for the uninitiated, Marley, uh, tell the people, tell the wayward artists out there who you are, what you do. And um, what's your what's your relationship with the Karate Kid franchise? Oh, um, for those of you who don't know me, I, my name is Marley Melinda Andrews. I'm an actress. I'm a singer. I do photography. I kind of, I just, I'm an artist is the best way to describe it. Um, I just am very passionate about performing arts and um, my love for the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Uh, it, I, it's something that excites me every time I talk about it. And, you know, some people might say it's cheesy or, oh, okay, or why, why, why this particular franchise? I just think it's just the the fun, the hope that it brings. And there's just so so many good things about it that, I don't know, I just feel like it's really integrated into my life. And especially like with the Cobra Kai seasons coming out, it's just been an exciting thing that I look forward to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, for me, like my, um, I, I first watched Karate Kid when I was around 16, 17, uh, probably younger, actually. It just showed up on uh, the equivalent of like the ABC, like American Broadcast Company, the Middle East Broadcast Company. And I, I was so intrigued by it because like it, it progressively like got interesting because like I think I caught it like right in the middle of like one of the scenes. I can't remember which one I saw. I think it was it was most likely the first one. Uh, but what I was actually like really captivated <laughs> was Ralph Macchio, you know, like and seeing him, I was like, damn, he's he's a looker that's for sure yeah. <laughs> for sure I saw him in the outsiders first so when I saw him in karate kid the first time I watched it I was like oh hey there you are again yeah and he's like 21 so like we can talk mm. we can objectify yep, yep. <laughs> it is safe we're good yeah it's like yeah it's so weird that he was like 21 and I was like watching um another person's reaction to the show like to the karate kid and he was like man good child actor Ralph Macchio and then there's like he's actually 22 or 21 and I'm like and he was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's funny like Ralph Macchio has not aged like he's in his 60s yeah. now and he looks like he's in his 40s <laughs> he has like one of those fine wines just like uh Rob Lowe too like that makes me think of another one that's just like we're looking the same looking good yeah well marley i'm very excited to like talk about this show um it is uh well the show and the movie i, I should say because like it, it branches off into a tv show which we'll talk about later but like i have a lot of thoughts about the show for sure but um i, I want to kind of like talk about like how we're going to be doing uh, these reviews so in very similar fashion to like what we did for the book of boba fett we're going to like talk about each movie kind of go scene by scene talk about each and every uh like moment going on in this like show 
And um, like, we're going to talk about like certain things that we liked, certain things we didn't like. And then towards the end, we're going to rank him. We're going to rank each and every uh, Miyagi verse thing from Karate Kid 1 all the way to Cobra Kai season four, including Karate Kid part four with Hilary Swank. I'm very excited. I've not seen that one. Uh, so I'm very excited. I've heard it's, um, I heard it's, <laughs> that's for sure. Yes, it is definitely something. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like the way, like not to spoil, um, like no future spoilers. Cause like, um, uh, Hillary Swank is not in any of the seasons, but the way they hype things up, like, uh, I, I, I can't imagine like karate it's part four is going to have some kind of importance later on. So we'll see. <laughs> Indeed. All right, um, Marley, before we like get into this, I want to remind the Wayward Artists out there that this is Wayward Movie Surfers. It's part of the Wayward World podcast, where each and every Saturday we react to uh, pop culture, movies, uh, TV shows, and maybe video games. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we also host the Rewind each and every Sunday, where I sit with the Wayward Artists as we talk about someone or something they're thankful for or whatever it is I want to talk about. Um, I also do Are You There? Sometimes solo t- uh, solo show that I sometimes do when I feel like it. Um, but if you like this, uh, if you like what you see, please subscribe, uh, Wayward World Podcast. We're still at 34 subscribers and uh, we're trying to climb up to the 100 subscriber mark so we can get a custom URL so we can shorten this part of the rigmarole. So please go subscribe so we can get 100 subscribers uh, and subscribe to us on patreon.com. Well, well not Patreon, um, on podcast services everywhere for the audio version. Uh, this will be uploaded as an audio podcast on, uh, Spotify, Google podcasts, uh, Apple podcasts, anything with the cast at the end, we're there, including Facebook podcasts. So, um, if you want to argue with your QAnon grandma and her anti-vax posts, uh, please do that. And please do that while watching the, the Warrior world podcast. <laughs> and, um, if you are listening to us in the metaverse, go play a video game instead of going to the metaverse, which looks like the most shitty thing in the entire world. So please um, support us where you can and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, or at the dollar level, you can give me something off the dollar menu at McDonald's or at the $5 above level, you can help support the show by getting exclusive perks and goodies, uh, episodes early, hangouts, um, uh, hangouts, and possibly being a guest on the show. So please go subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. All right, Marley, are you ready to get into The Karate Kid? Oh, yeah. Let's dive in. Yeah. So The Karate Kid was released uh, June of uh, June 22nd, 1984. It was written by Robert Mark Kamen. I think that's how you say his last name. And this one's an important one. John Avildsen. Now, Marley, do you know who John Avildsen is? Isn't he the director, if I remember right? Yeah, he's the director of Karate Kid. But what else did he direct? Yeah. It's not, it's not a surprise. Um, if you, um, if you're familiar with this type of style of movie from the eighties, he directed the first Rocky movie. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So a lot of people consider the karate kid, like, uh, Rocky for children, you know, (laughs) now that you say that I can kind of see the similarities of like a little bit of the style for sure. And then Robert Mark came in, uh, I, I don't know if he like wrote, I'll have to look into like part two and part three, but he did screenwrite uh, a couple of the Karate Kid episodes, uh, the Cobra Kai episodes too. So he has a big involvement in the show. Um, the movie was one of the highest grossing movies of 1984. Um, it got tremendous positive uh, critical feedback. It, w- it was cited as like being the one movie that really hyped up karate in that era. 
So you see a lot of like a lot of martial arts movies tried to copy that success. Um, Three Ninjas, for example. Yeah, I, like, ju- I just watched that last weekend. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that because like yeah, very a lot of similarities like mm-hmm. the Three Ninjas and like the old Asian dad too. <laughs> like it, they they really tried really hard to copy off of Karate Kid's success, but it made 91 million dollars in the box office in 1987, which uh, it. Um, I don't know how much that is adjusted to inflation. It's uh, I, I wrote approximately $2 million, but that's not a lot, actually. <laughs> I think it was a lot more than that. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it was definitely one of the highest grossing movies, especially like for a beginning franchise, like a beginning like um, movie. It was considered like a sleeper hit of like the 87 or 84. And um, yeah, it was like, it, it kicked off a lot of things. It kicked off a Karate Kid TV show, uh, another TV show, actually, a cartoon um it was a very weird cartoon <laughs> with like, i think there was like magical elements in it i've never seen it but um yeah that's the karate kid that's some just some basic facts about the karate kid uh, before we get into it um what what do you think like of this like this movie being like the highest grossing movie? does this surprise you at all you know looking at it now and like obviously the time that we're in uh, no because I just think it's just for the time that it came out it was something that was different um and can also to you referencing that it was um the same director as Rocky um I feel like it's something to where like there's such a craze around that movie and then especially having it um to be more of like a family-oriented movie to where like oh yeah my kids came behind this too and I still get that hype and that excitement that I do from watching Rocky it totally makes sense to me yeah. And I, I want to ask you now, Marley, before we like go scene by scene talking about the movie, um, what was your overall thought? What are your overall thoughts of The Karate Kid Part One? Overall, I think it's one of those things to where I remember being, I want to say it was like nine or 10 when I had first watched it. And I just remember being so intrigued by it and just kind of watching the story unfold and being like, oh, oh, look at these, these people. He's, you know, he's really discovering his own strength. And while he's still going through bullying or you know kind of the obstacles that he's having to go through with the movie there's still something about it that I really just wanted to see him succeed and so I just think overall like overall it's just it's a great incredible movie about finding your own strength and seeing what you can overcome um but um yeah it's just it's just a good movie and I feel like while we all know that there's certain things about movies that you're like, that's a little cringier, that's a little weird, but I think the one thing that the Karate Kid really successfully did was um, have a way of bringing the story all together while still celebrating um, the, 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 the traits of everyone that, you know, like, they're like, oh, well, I'm not popular here, or I'm not fitting in with this crowd. I think it's something that we can all relate to. Yeah, for me, the Karate Kid, like, it's just like one of those comfort movies that like I always go back to because like, yeah, there's all those hopeful moments and stuff like that. But recently, like watching it like under a critical eye, like as we're doing right now, I realized it is a movie about like not underestimating your own power. Um, and I feel like Daniel consistently like th- like throughout the movie and then towards the end, he kind of figures out like he he's the best around. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, he consistently underestimates everything that he sees like from um you know Mr. Miyagi being like this crazy old like Yoda type you know like when Luke Skywalker goes to Dagobah and he's like you can't be a Jedi master you're you're too small you're 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 crazy (laughs) but then like you know he's (laughs) underestimating all that and um you know and the training eventually like we'll talk about like the training montage of him like essentially like on the outside yeah he's doing all of Mr. Miyagi's chores but like 
you know, through repetition and everything, like he was actually learning karate. So I think this movie is a lot about like not underestimating your own abilities and not underestimating your own strengths. But also um, what I really liked about it is like the music. Like there were like some music beats in the show consistently. I feel like we're going to talk about the music like throughout all these, like all like these episodes and like all these movies, but the music has consistently been some of the best parts of this movie, like of this movie specifically Um, from the theme song, which I really enjoy. You hear it at the beginning of the, uh, like the movie Daniel's like theme song, I think it's called Daniel's triumph. I think that's what it's called Mm -hmm. Um, to you're the best around. Um, there's also the scene where um, Ali and Daniel are on that date and like they're playing the love music. I can't remember. I, I didn't, I wish I wrote down what song that was. But. <laughs> it has like the little spits, little keys that are coming in at the beginning of it. But yes, I agree. And I was just like, man, it's just getting its sex on, man. Like, damn, it makes me, <laughs> it makes me, it makes me like, oh man, it, like I, I believe in love in this moment when I, <laughs> when I see them together and like listen to the music, but um, more so in part two, but we'll, we'll get to part two later. Cause like that, that song is iconic, but um. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it just does really good with like its source material and um, it's it just like it's hype, you know, it like it gets me like excited mm-hmm. and it makes me feel good at the end, even though um, uh, they consistently try to kill Daniel in the sh- movie. Like actually, <laughs> literally, not, it's yeah, every is, like, crazy. 15 minutes, like, <laughs> yeah, but yes, but, I Oh, you go oh, for it. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, yeah, that's why I, I really like The Karate Kid. Like, the first one is always going to be my favorite one. Um, but, yeah, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, um, just kind of piggybacking off of what you said with the music, I think, like, that's one of the biggest things when it comes to any show, like, can make a break um, the excellence of a movie. Because, like, you can have the most epic screen um, lines. It could be, like, the perfect setting. But I feel like the music is just that, like, element that really just can instantly have like a muscle memory come out of you. Cause even if I hear um, some of the music like on the radio or if I'm on my Spotify and I'm playing some, I'm like instantly like there's just that feeling that I remember that gets me really hyped and excited. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, I think, especially too with the first movie, it's just, it's perfectly crafted. Yeah, I think it's like, it's one of the best. I mean, it makes sense why it was like one of the highest grossing movies of 1984 and how it revitalized karate. Like no joke, I've been looking up <laughs> like here in Spokane like what if I did karate um is that that gonna be like is that gonna be like a corny thing to do like I'm just I'm listening I'm just watching like I I just want to do karate because I love karate like karate kid and you know actually like Miyagi uh Miyagi-Do like Miyagi like there is a real person named Miyagi like that was like originated a lot of karate from Okinawa um that is actually taught here in Spokane like Okinawan karate, which I was wow. like, dang, so this is real, huh? Like, yeah, like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is there, are there Koba Kai's around here? Like, are people yeah. like dying in the streets like for karate? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I also feel like, you know, my brain works weird. I feel like if I, if I join the dojo here, I, I feel like now I have to be like, my Koba Kai, like, am I going to, gonna have to fight people i don't know like the rivalries yeah what are the rivalries in spokane like for karate uh yeah but um uh let's get into the plot marley um we delayed enough i think like we talked we talked good enough about like why we like the first movie a lot um so uh the beginning of the movie starts off with the karate kid theme uh daniel's i think it's called daniel's triumph which it's a beautiful song it plays like bookend i think from the beginning to the Mm -hmm. end and I, i really love that and um we, we opened that up. We opened to like a wide shot 
of like an alley. Well, not an alley, but like a, a busy street, the busy streets of New Jersey and see a, a young boy and his mom going on a road trip all the way to Reseda, California, uh, to the South Seas Apartments, um, which you can actually go there in Reseda, California. Like that place actually exists. And I've thought about going. Um, <laughs> I thought about like actually going there. Um, I see a young boy, Daniel LaRusso, who wasn't really excited to be there. He, he, he hates it. You know, he's from Jersey and he's now in the middle of nowhere in Reseda. Um, he runs into a guy uh, who is like one of the biggest assholes in this movie, by, uh, to be honest. And like, that's saying something um, because, you know, the Cobra Kaiser in there, Freddie mm-hmm. Fernandez. Um, like, are you familiar with Freddie Fernandez? Yes, yes, yes. That yeah. little deceitful man. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm surprised. Like, I hope we see, like, we don't see Freddie Fernandez in the TV show, but like, wouldn't it be kind of weird if Freddie Fernandez just like showed up and, you know, there's like some beef there? I feel like you could really dive into that and kind of go more in because you see almost like the base level of like uh, betrayal with him. And I feel like mm-hmm. there's so much more that could be unraveled. Exactly. Um, so we go to the South Seas apartment. Uh, Mom promised Daniel, oh, there's going to be a swimming pool. It's going to be amazing, a great time. But the pool uh, that Mom promised sucked. It looked like shit. <laughs> and the faucet is broken. And so um, Daniel's mom, um, I, keep, I, I wrote her name down. She eventually mentions it in, later on. But uh, lovely woman, by the way. Like she, like the mom character totally a mom she played it really Mm -hmm. well I think like I loved it like she reminded me of like my mom kind of I don't know like did you feel the same same vibes yeah I feel like she you can instantly see that her one of her primary sources is taking care of Daniel like it's very much a loving relationship and even though the situation isn't great like I feel like you you can instantly see that there's a connection of like this is my son this is what we're doing and I'm going to take care of him Exactly. So she tells him to go find the maintenance man um, because their faucet's broken. And we run into a man of no significance trying to get a fly with a chopstick. And uh, he is disgruntled and an, like kind of like a, an angry little old man. Um, he, the Daniel's like, hey, when are you going to come fix the faucet? He's like, after. And it's like, after when? He's like, after, after. <laughs> and we're uh, obviously like this man, um, we'll be introduced to him later probably has a significance we don't know so um freddie fernandez invites daniel to a pool party uh well not a pool party like a beach party which mm-hmm. i don't know like <laughs> like was that really a party like they're just playing soccer you know and just like being boys on the beach like at the, would you describe that like as a party <laughs> i think it was more like a hangout like hey we're gonna go you know see the view like kick a little ball if you want to come but yeah. i don't know if it was yeah. like a party party but i mean i guess it does maybe a little later <laughs> yeah they stayed on there for a long time mm-hmm. but like daniel had his eyes on a gal there uh a nice white lady <laughs> <laughs> which, um i uh, which we'll get to know about her a little bit later yeah, but like yeah. i'm surprised that daniel didn't like talk to her until later on in the evening um but you know that that's the movie for you um, Daniel teaches her uh, some trick shots with a soccer ball. And like, you know, that's the best way to like flirt with a girl. It's like, you know, teach her, teach her a few things. I don't know. Do you feel that way, Marla? You're oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love like, I love when people like you give a task because then there's less pressure, especially if it's like your first time. Like if there's less pressure to be like, hello, I'm going to tell you everything about me, but you can instantly have conversation, but your mind's focused on doing a task. Absolutely. I think it's one of the best ways to make your way through there. 
Yeah. And uh, Daniel and the girl hit off. They are having a good time. And then we cut to a scene where a bunch of uh, boys, blonde boys on motorbikes come in um, and there's some hostility because one of the main boys, Johnny, Johnny Lawrence, uh, comes in to, uh, to his girlfriend. We now know her name is Allie. And uh, they got some history together. And Johnny wants to talk to, uh, to Allie. And she basically says, why don't you take your Cobra Kais and leave? you know, and that's where we learned the name Cobra Kai for the first time. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they argue and fight and uh, Johnny Lawrence breaks uh, Allie's radio. That's where Daniel tries to butt in, to be honest. Like, I was just like, you know, I I get the chivalrous like act, but like, you know, five against one, like you could have just like, I'll just call the police. (laughs) Or even just like, this isn't my fight. I'm out. I barely even know you. I just met you. Yeah. And, you know, he instigates, I think he instigates like the fight too. Like he gets his ass kicked by Johnny um, and literally like he is destroyed. And this mm-hmm. is when Freddie was like, see it, man, you got your ass kicked. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. And it's just like, wow, y'all are neighbors. You can't do that. <laughs> and it's so interesting too, because he was like, he's the one that invited him out. He's the one that's having a good, the whole entire day has been having a good time with him. And then instantly, just because, you know, he didn't get, mind you, there are five of them that are there versus one. Like, just because he, you know, in this time of this brawl didn't win. So now I'm instantly like, oh, you suck. Bye. Like, yeah. I would have been like, are you okay? <laughs> like, do you need a hand? Yeah. Like, at least yeah. Allie, I mean, sure, he's been talking to her a little bit more or a little less than him, but still, like, she reaches out and is like, are you okay? And he's like, it's so embarrassed that he's like, just leave me alone, just leave me alone. But yeah, man, that guy, he makes my blood boil. <laughs> he, he does. Like, honestly, like, it, it was so frustrating. Like, it, it felt like a euphoria moment, you know, where it's yeah. just like, <laughs> which is like interesting. <laughs> Um, so that we go to the next day, Daniel's wearing some sunglasses and, you know, I love Daniel's mom, but like, why couldn't she chill out about the sunglasses? You know, like just let him wear sunglasses. Um, obviously we know why Daniel's hiding, uh, like what's he, what he's hiding under there. He's hiding a big old shiner and he's like, uh, mom, it's okay. I fell off my bike. It was an accident. It's totally, everything is okay. When in reality, it just keeps getting worse and worse for Daniel. So Daniel goes to school. And now and runs into the Cobra Kai sitting on uh, the bench, uh, setting up the beginning of Daniel's troubles. Um, he runs into a- Ali again, and this is the first time they introduce. Uh, they they actually talk to each other and like introduce each other. Uh, Daniel, um, uh, let me see oh, my notes. Yeah, um, so Ali with an eye, which I thought was really cute. Like, uh, which will be played a little bit later on, and Daniel with an L. Um, it seems like uh, the relationship with Daniel and Ali are like, it's getting set up, you know, like we're loving the chemistry between these two. Um, but the Cobra Kai, they're there on the soccer field, uh, ready to make Daniel's life miserable. And they do. They uh, hit him with an illegal move uh, on the soccer field. And uh, the coach, like they basically get into a fight. Daniel yells to like the coach, like, hey, this school sucks, man. In like the most Jersey accent in the entire world, which, you know, yeah, keep going. This is the, I was gonna say, this is the one thing that I thought, like, especially for him as an actor, was instantly, like, I was instantly taken back to, like, high school to where, like, the the way his reaction was, because it was just so much out of, like, raw emotion, just like, gosh, I just got, like, is there nothing that can go wrong? Because I feel like you get to see his pent-up, like, um, frustration with this new area, because, like, as you said, like, things are, you know, they move, and, like, 
the one thing about the opening clip that I love is that you see that they're leaving this loving family, like of mm -hmm. all their relatives and they're like, bye, see you guys later. And so then, you know, after having this stuff happen on, on the beach and then now it's just like, okay, I got beat up, whatever. I'm going to go to my first day of school. And it's just, you know, things are going, oh, there's Ali. I'll talk to her for a little bit, but it's just slowly progressively going down. So I feel like it was like such a cool moment because he's just really just like, you can just feel it when he's just like, this school sucks. Like, you're just like, oh, I know. I'm so sorry. I hate that you're going through this, but yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. That, uh, like, um, Ralph Macchio is a really good actor. I just like, I, he he is a joy on the screen but I, I do want to talk about like daniel's like pent-up frustration because i think it gets to the better of him later on in this movie yes. um but uh no future spoilers we'll get we'll get to that in just a moment but we got to talk about uh the next scene where we see him practicing karate um and we the maintenance man comes back in comes coming to fix the faucet uh who has no relevance you know we, we won't know who he is like uh, he's just maintenance man he's just fixing up the, the the faucet here um he gets to, like he has to explain to him like oh yeah i'm doing karate and uh, he, he thinks it's essentially like kind of cute um even though he, he kind of looks weird doing it <laughs> which is like it's obvious like he looks like a dork like that's like the point um maintenance man comes in and daniel runs into ali with an eye uh, we learn Allie and Johnny broke up, actually. And that's where a lot of the tension, like, from earlier on in the scene, like, came from. Like, Johnny doesn't want to let go of Allie, but Allie wants to move on because Johnny is an asshole. Um, Daniel goes to a dojo uh, because he wants to teach himself more about karate and to defend himself. Uh, but as he comes into the room, we hear the most famous lines in one of the most famous lines in Karate Kid. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei. Pain does not exist in this dojo, dojo does it? No, sensei. No, Defeat does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei. Basically, a drill sergeant karate master. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. And he teaches the way of the fist. It's pretty intense. <laughs> like, um, oh, yes. But we'll learn more and more about like what's going on here when Daniel learns that this is the dojo of his bullies. This is where John, this is where the, the home of the Cobra Kai's. And <clears throat> as soon as uh, Daniel LaRusso gets a, a glimpse of Johnny, he gets out of there. He's like, hell no. <laughs> um, literally, you just like hope and pray for him. And you're just like, oh, he found something. And then literally the eye contact that they have, you're just like, this douche. Oh, I can't, literally can't catch a break. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know who is catching a break? Um, Daniel's mom. <laughs> She's very excited about <laughs> A, a lot of the opportunities that she's uh, come across, like she's really excited about this restaurant um, engagement that she has. Like initially she was going to be working like with computers and stuff like that, which coming from someone who lives in 2022 and <laughs> like you should have stuck with the computers lady, like, oh, that, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like you lost out on like making like a lot of money. I don't know. Like, do you feel it? Like, um, do you feel the same way? Oh, for sure. But like, if you think of like the quality and like how it was like the black screen with the green, like literally green letters on the screen and like you're like coding and what the internet was back then or just even the computers. I'm sure like it was like, do I want to do this or do I want to interact with people and work at this restaurant? So mm -hmm. totally. But oh yeah, no, if she would have stayed with that, this would have been a maybe an entirely completely different story. <clears throat> exactly. And, you know, Daniel does have one glimmer of hope and it is the big crush that he has on Allie. And I think like that moment where he talks about her, like it felt so sincere 
Like it's so like, genuine. Yes. Yeah. I just, I loved it so much. Uh, I didn't write down exactly what he said, but um, it was, I, I really do like love hearing him talk about it. I feel like if it was someone else, it would have been like kind of cringy and forced, but like, I don't know. It feels so real to me. I feel like he's also discovering because when she's asking, because I think he starts off like, it's like, is she cute? Oh, I mean, she's, she's, yeah, she's cute. She's, she's nice. She's good looking. And then by the end, he's like, yeah, she's, she's beautiful. Yeah. Like, and he's like going through this montage of like, no, I, this, this, this is actually what I think of her. Like, no, no, she's great. And so I think it's just so cute because you're, you're realizing that his, this crush is developing. And I feel like he's also actualizing and realizing it in, the, in that moment. Yeah. And we could see his like train of thought, like going, mm-hmm. like he's actually thinking of like, um, the next thing to say, right? Like, and it feels natural, which I don't know. I, I think like that moment was really cool, but like behind the scenes though, well, not behind the scenes, like on, across the street, see the Cobra Kai's ready to do something mischievous, um, <laughs> which uh, it cuts to our next scene where Daniel's riding on top of a hilltop and the Cobra Kai gain up on him on their motorcycles and try to murder Daniel. Like legit, literally. <laughs> like that would have like killed him. <laughs> falling <laughs> up the hill with no helmet and everything like that and them on motorcycles and him on a, just a regular bike he would have died yeah it's so crazy because especially too, you're just like how how was he gonna ever beat the odds in that situation exactly and out of frustration daniel throws his bike in the garbage mom sees what's happening and um versus and this is the first instance i feel like of daniel kind of being a dick you know like i understand his, like he's frustrated he feels like the, there's nothing that he can do to overcome like what's been going on with him. But I feel like that's not a good excuse to be an asshole, you know, Um, which I feel like he's going to learn later on uh, throughout the movie, like, you know, balance and, you know, overcoming like adversity and stuff like that. But like, uh, as we learn throughout like the rest of like of these movies and like even the TV show, like, I feel like he's such a hothead, like, then that's like to his detriment in a lot of times. Um, and this is like the first instance of that happening. Like he legit does not tell his mom what is going on. And it's just like, why don't you tell your mom that you almost died on top of a hill? I feel like I would have, I would have told my mom that, you know, I see, I always wondered if it's because like, he is like the man and like, if you're like in the man in the relationship to where like, I'm the the head of the household kind of thing, which which I don't think necessarily is their relationship, but I'm wondering if it's because he's had to protect his mom and be with his mom. Like it's just been them two for so long Mm -hmm. that if it's more coming out of embarrassment and that's why he's just like, he doesn't know how to necessarily like tell her just because like none of this was really happening and where they used to live. And so it's just kind of more of, he's already frustrated that they had to leave. And so now it's just another thing to where I feel like it's, he leads with emotion so much. That's the one thing I've noticed about with Daniel is that when he is at that one point where he's just feeling really intense about something, his emotions lead him. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll, it'll be interesting, like, see how we feel about that throughout the next couple of movies and shows, mm-hmm. and, like, <laughs> and where that leads him to. Uh, but the old maintenance man hears all that commotion, and uh, you know, not, nothing. Uh, like, we don't know what's happening. We don't know just yet. Um, Daniel. Uh, later on, Daniel hits it off with Allie again, and she invites him to the arcade. But uh, she, he catches a glimpse of the Cobra Kai and he's like, I don't wanna, like, I don't wanna deal with mm-hmm. them. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're a mischievous group that almost tried to kill me. I, like, I don't wanna deal with them right now. Um, he comes back to his apartment and uh, the bike is fixed. Daniel's not sure by who uh, initially until like he confronts the, the old maintenance man. And he's like, hey, did you do that? 
And um, he's like, yes, I did. And um, the maintenance man invites him to cut uh, bonsai trees. And we get to learn a little bit more about Mr. Miyagi. Uh, Mr. Miyagi's uh, father was a fisherman and he also tended to bonsai trees. Um, maintenance man, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm trying to read my notes, I can't read it. Um, Daniel, oh, uh, Mr. Miyagi shows Daniel, like he's telling him, hey, come over here. I'm gonna teach you how to cut this bonsai tree, which, you know, to me, like the bonsai tree and like, like, learn it, like this lesson, close your eyes, concentrate, think only tree, think, um, think only uh, the tree uh, to uh, the very last root. Nothing else exists, only the tree. I feel like that's the first karate lesson that he ever received, like unintentional um, karate lesson about patience and focus and balance. Like, hey, you are scared right now. Like this bonsai tree is here and you've never dealt with this before. Close your eyes, calm down, like have a picture in your head of like, you know, um, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, but maybe you can like also elaborate, but like, what did you think of like that scene with the bonsai? Yeah, I think, I think it's finally the first moment where Daniel's had somebody else that's just there and is listening and almost to where like the maintenance man is able to see just kind of like, hey, let's take a step back and let's just have this moment. Cause even though like he knows exactly what's going on, he's been watching kind of this unravel with Daniel and his mom, but he's just, you know, thanks for, he's coming in to ask about his bike. And then he is just saying, hey, just take a moment with me. And it's what, I think what's cool about it too, is that like, like you said, this is the first lesson, but it's almost like this, he's just seeing how much pain um, that Daniel is in right now. And so it's almost like he's taking this fatherly um, moment to just kind of say, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a weird yeah. sense with the tree, but he's like, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's um, that's the role that Mr. Miyagi is going to play for Daniel is like this father type figure later on um, in the next couple of movies. But um, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Um, later on, the mom comes in, sees Daniel like chopping away some trees. He's like, oh, Mr. Uh, Miyagi is uh, giving me like it gives him gives he calls Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi, like in that Jersey mm -hmm. accent. And um, Mr. Miyagi gives him bonsai trees as like presents and it's just like wow that's uh, those trees are probably really expensive <laughs> um but you know nice gift and all um daniels keeps avoiding ali um in the next scene all day because of his fear of the cobra kai um later on i i don't know how much time's passed like in um in this movie but uh yeah. we see mr miyaji and Daniel are all working together during Halloween. Um, they seem like they've bonded and created like a relationship together. Um, and then Mr. Biagi basically asked Daniel like, why he's not getting it on? You know, it's Halloween. Like you should, mm -hmm. you're, you're 16 years old. <laughs> you should, you should be getting, you should be getting some today. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, he, he, he's quoted as saying, young bee needs young flower to make honey, not old prune. And Daniel's like, not unless you can turn me into the invisible man. And Miyagi's like, I got you fam. You know, <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> and we cut to the we cut to the Halloween party, and Daniel is basically a shower curtain. I think Ali actually played Princess Leia, like was Princess Leia. The, the outfit I think, was reminiscent. If I remember right, yeah, because she has a, I, she has white on. If I remember right, yeah, it was like a white dress. Like she had like the braids. It wasn't like the donut, but it looked like Princess Leia to me. Um, I'm curious, like to, to have like to ask you, like, what did you think of like Daniel's actions, like afterwards, like. Uh, what is he 
Like, why did he agitate Cobra Kai? Like, they didn't do anything <laughs> to him in this moment. Oh, you mean pretty much after um, when he goes to the bathroom? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like messing up Johnny's stash. Like, I would have killed him too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, see, and that's the thing that to where, like, we're, um, we're talking about, like, how it's, like, sometimes his, his emotions get the best of him. And I feel like it's, like, when you're in that moment and you're, like, you know what it is let bygones be bygones he's 16 years old so he's like you know what fuck those guys I don't like them so I'm just gonna go do what I do like you know like here's a little taste of their own medicine which is so funny because in that moment you're really seeing how um just where he at where he's at in this moment and to where um pretty much you're kind of seeing the not aggression I keep wanting to say aggression but like his emotions are really just coming through because it's just like you know what I'm not gonna play fair because you guys haven't been playing fair so Let's get one on in you. So I think that's one of the most interesting things because as the movie progresses without no spoilers or anything, you just, you come to see the things that he learns and how he applies them to how he would originally react to something. Exactly. I feel like uh, you, you kind of like hit it there. I, uh, whenever Daniel has like a, had a moment and like later on in the movie, we'll learn like some of those things too. Whenever he, had a, he has a moment to like be cocky and show off, like he has consistently done that where he felt like he's in control. And like, that's like his lesson is like balance and um, like not underestimating things. Like, and the, with, with not underestimating things, it's like, don't underestimate your opponent. Don't underestimate like your situation. Like, yeah, uh, yeah if you um, like, if you do, it's going to be to your detriment, which we learn later on when Daniel gets chased by Cobra Kai, uh, where Johnny basically tries to kill him again, but like actually murder him to the point where like Bobby, who will learn later, like we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see more of him later on. It was like basically telling Johnny like, Hey man, <laughs> like chill. calm down. I'm like, Whoa, uh-huh. you're about to kill him. Like he's going to die. Um, but then suddenly in a fury, Mr. Miyagi comes in and unleashes hell on children that don't forget like they are 16 17 year old children and he this old man is kicking their ass <laughs> which you know um you know talking about Miyagi and like kicking their ass eventually like Miyagi throughout like this whole series he's like the OG like he is he's he's he is definitely like you know uh, no one has like put a finger on Miyagi and it is it's going to be interesting to see it. Like, um, what did you think of like, what did you think of this scene? I think it's like the first time that you're like, whoa, 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 where did this guy come from? Cause you, you start to see elements of him like popping into this scene, popping into this scene. So you're like, okay, he's going to be some type of an important character. But like, as a first time viewer, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? What? He's just kicking all of their asses. So I feel like it's just kind of like that first moment that you're seeing, like, there's a lot more to this guy that I had no idea was there. And so I think uh, one, it's exciting because you're like, wow, someone's finally in Daniel's corner. Two, I feel like my first time watching that, I was just like, so what does this mean? What, is he trained? Is he, uh, where, how does he know all of this stuff? And three, it's, it's also two, it's just more of the element of like learning, like there's a lot more that does not meet the eye to this character. And I'm so excited to see what else we're going to learn about him. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about Pat Morita and like, he is like the staple of like these movies um, and even the TV show eventually, even though, you know, he passed away long after the TV show came out. Um, you know, Pat is really interesting because like, that's not like his accent. 
which is like kind of yeah. Funny. Yeah, yeah, I watched that video. Yeah, it's just like he talks normal, and you know he he brings out that Miyagi, <laughs> that Miyagi voice, and it's just like oh wow, that's that's acting, you know, like wow, he's an actor. <laughs> he's not a, he's not Mr. Miyagi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's. I think it was like if I remember right, there was an interview on him that he was like yeah, and then I just put my voice a little lower, and then I just and then I, and you're like whoa, how did he do that? Whoa, that is literally Mr. Miyagi, but yeah. it's pretty good uh miyagi brings daniel back in and nurses him back to health daniel is in shock that mr miyagi was in the one who saved him um daniel basically asks him how come you never told me uh and then mr miyagi was like told what that you know karate never asked who taught you father i, th- I thought you said father was your father was a fisherman in okinawa miyagi men only know two things fishing and karate um fishing last uh like fighting uh, and then you know daniel was like hey can you like teach me karate and then he was like you know it depends and daniel's like depends on what like you know what are you gonna use this for and daniel's like to to extract revenge and it's like fighting last answer to problem and miyagi won't teach daniel karate for revenge karate only for defense um and we get into the other quote in here, like there's no bad student, only bad teacher. And then Daniel gets mad, like, you know, the hothead, like Daniel Russo. And he basically is like, thanks for nothing, man. And, you know, like, the, I think the, uh, Mr. Miyagi kind of gives him like a little break. And he was like, all right, I'm going to teach you how to do karate. And, oh, thank you, Mr. Miyagi. And then we learn it's Miyagi. Like, that's the important part. Like, that's why I said mm-hmm. Miyagi a couple of times, yeah. just, like, you know, for context. Um and then uh, Mr. Mi- like Daniel was like, all right, Mr. Miyagi, what kind of belt you got? And he says, canvas, JCPenney, 398. <laughs> <laughs> and like, one of the best lines. <laughs> yeah. And then like, uh, like have belt means no need to rope, uh, no, no need rope hold, uh, to hold pants, hold up pants. And then he just laughs and it's like, you know, um, I think it's just interesting because like it, it kind of, I don't know, like I'm not Asian, you're not Asian. We can't like talk about Asian like culture, but like, I don't know where the the concept of like belts and karate like come in and like the importance of like ranks and like where that came from but i feel like um mr miyagi kind of puts that into perspective of just like hey um this stuff like doesn't really matter at the end of the day like you can have all the recognition and awards there is but like uh, at the end of the day karate is about defense and it's about balance and like he consistently tells Daniel that um, karate, um, karate, um, like here, karate here, karate never here in the in his gut, in the gut. And you know that's that's what Daniel's got to learn because he follows his Daniel definitely follows his gut a lot. Um, what did you think of this part of the the movie? Like, I think just, it speaks. Like, yeah, it speaks to the simplicity of his character. I think that. Um, there's a lot of outside factors that just in general people bring into their lives. And I think one of the things that Mr. Miyagi is trying to teach him right now is just that set all of that aside and just, it's about this, it's about heart, it's about your head. It's about making sure the balance is there. And I feel like that's the reoccurring thing with this uh, movie too, is just, it's all about balance. And um, I think um, the one thing that we slowly and sure, but quickly also get to realize with Mr. Miyagi is just that, it's very much it's simple there's not much to it there's no underlying meaning it's just it's just him yeah exactly and the whole line of no bad student only bad teacher comes into play later on when Miyagi and Daniel go to the Kobukai dojo to confront 
the master of the dojo or the sensei of the dojo, uh, we see where the Cobra Kai get their aggressive behavior uh, for Johnny and his friends. And it comes from their sensei, Sensei John Kreese, who will uh, probably be relevant later on in this, uh, this series. Um, they, we see the little fight that the Cobra Kai's do, like the sparring match. And like, you know, basically John Kreese is like, well, what are you looking at? Finish him. You know, basically like just training, training these kids. Like, it's not just like, oh yeah, we're going to do karate, but like he's training them for, for something. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the soldier mentality. Like he is training them to react, perform mm-hmm. pretty much, um, complete your, complete your mission. Yep. Mercy is for the weak. An enemy uh, confronts you. He is the, en- like a man and confronts you. He is the enemy. And, uh, like basically like all the all that other stuff. I wish I wrote down the whole quote. Um, so D- Daniel and well, Mr. Miyagi, uh, Miyagi mostly like confronts John Kreese and he basically John Kreese is like, oh man, just a little guy. Like, <laughs> like what's the problem? Like Daniel can't like uh, settle his own problems with like my students. And it's like one, one to one. Sure. Yeah. We can, he can handle that five to one. It's too many to ask from anybody. And um, they like, as John Kreese's character, like he wants Daniel, like they want to settle it in a fight. And they were like, let's do it right here, right now in the dojo. And it's like, there's too much advantage your dojo. And then Miyagi offers a challenge at the 1987 All Valley Tournament, All Valley Karate Tournament in Reseda, California. By the way, I, just, I mentioned Reseda, like, because like, I want to bring that up later on. But uh, okay. <laughs> uh, 1987 All Valley uh, Karate Tournament, under 18. Um, to settle their their qualms, um, he asks Sensei Kreese to uh, let leave Daniel alone while uh, they train, and you know John Kreese is like, "All right, sure, <laughs> you're, um, we'll do that." Um, and then Kreese threatens Miyagi. You know, like it was just like, "Hey, if Daniel doesn't show up to the karate tournament, we're gonna like kill him." And then we're going to come after you, essentially. Like, he didn't say it like that, but the implication was, we're going to, we're all going to make your life a living hell. And that, in that moment there, and a couple others here, and like in this, uh, in this movie, really like just stand out of like how crazy <laughs> this franchise is. They're going to kill him for karate, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it all comes down to just him on the beach, just happening to go, Hey, what's the problem? Like what? It's just him. He just decided to enter that conversation. And just with that simple moment, his life has now become the target of this entire dojo. Yeah. It's just like, it's so crazy. Like karate is like the last thing on earth and like the most important thing in the entire world. And it's just like, how many people, you know, in real life that do karate? (laughs) i don't (laughs) yeah yeah, it's it's crazy um miyagi and daniel go to miyagi's house to start training daniel learns quick question oh yeah i have a quick question for you when you watched this the first time did you were you surprised that they instantly went to the dojo the next day because like when i was watching that i was like oh we're just we're going in we're gonna do it like were you surprised by that at all or were you thrown off or were you did that was that expected for you yeah i can't uh, i don't remember like um it's so weird like my first interaction with karate kid it's kind of a blur uh, i don't know like uh, i i watched them so many times i think there is like a line in there oh yeah there is a line where like hey we're going to like, because earlier on, like um, when Miyagi and Daniel, like Miyagi was nursing Daniel back to health, the suggestion was, let's go to the dojo. 
and uh, we're going to talk it out with their sensei. And Daniel was like, that is a bad idea. You need to, like, that is the worst idea you could come up with. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think you, I kind of, like, expect, like, oh, yeah, they're going to go. And, like, hey, stop beating, stop being my boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah, that is, in retrospect, kind of a dumb thing to do. But, you know, Miyagi's like a, he's a G, you know? Like, he is going to, he does not give a shit. He, like, we're going to learn, we're going to learn later on why. Uh, in the next movie but um like that de- like uh Miyagi is not afraid of death I don't think so I, I that's why I think he I think he does he, like I think I think a smart man would be afraid of death and Mr. Miyagi is a smart man <laughs> so um to answer your question I I don't know were you surprised I was just more of just how quickly it progressed to that um because I just like you know this is the first time that they're having like a, a full conversation they're talking about karate the first time so he's just like let's go in so to me I was just like wow he's really committed to like helping Daniel so like to me it was more not like shock like oh they did it it was more of just like surprising because it's just like this character is just like now just come in full force to be with Daniel and help Daniel out so to me I was just like all right we're doing the dang thing <laughs> Yeah. And I think like, it's because Miyagi knows like that, that type of person, you know, like, like, uh, like we talked about, like Miyagi is very smart. (laughs) So like, he's, he's playing a game of chess. Meanwhile, Cobra Kai is like, I don't know what they're playing, but it's definitely (laughs) not chess. Um, But yeah, going on, like we're, we're going uh, to um, Miyagi's house, his home, um, which will have significance like throughout the series uh, where Daniel learns his first lesson. But before we learn that first lesson, uh, da- Mr. Miyagi makes a pact. Mr. Miyagi promises that he will teach Daniel karate no matter what, and that Daniel needs to be committed. He says, walk on, uh, walk on road, walk right side, safe. Walk left side, safe. Walk in the middle, like a grape, squish. Which basically means, basically he's saying, you need to commit to it, or not commit to it like yes or no they can't do half and half do or do not there is no try mm-hmm. you know um they th- that's the pact that they make like i promise to teach karate and he promises to um like do what he says no questions asked <laughs> and daniel was like yes i i do i promise yeah, that absolutely. and and then we get the first lesson the most iconic lesson um Daniel waxes the car, wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off, breathe in, breathe out. And Daniel has been waxing these cars all night. Um, Let me see if we see Miyagi praying. Okay. Yeah. He's been waxing the cars all night. He's done essentially. And uh, Daniel goes into Miyagi's house uh, to tell Miyagi, Hey man, I'm done. And we see Miyagi praying to an altar to a picture of a woman and uh, basically he's falling asleep and Daniel leaves for the next day. Um, Ali invites Daniel out and this time he feels more confident about it because like we talked about in the beginning, like as soon as Daniel like, kind of gets the edge, like he, uh, <laughs> he kind of like just mm-hmm. tests those limit because Cobra Kai's there and he's like, hey guys, you can't touch me. <laughs> you can't do any shit to me, you assholes. Um, basically that's what he said. And um Daniel goes off on them a little bit and he decides, yeah, I'm going to go out and uh, go on this date with Allie. And uh, Daniel and his mom go over to Allie's house and this bitch Allie is rich. You know, she lives in a rich, yeah. rich house and Allie's family are rich dicks. Um, what was your like reaction to that? Like seeing 
like the contrast between Allie and her family. I think it's like one of those um, to where it's like, don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. Cause you're just learning Allie is just like the sweet girl that's just wanting to hang out with Daniel. She has a little wit, she's a little fun. And mm-hmm. so seeing that, like, you're you're like, oh, wow, she comes for money. Oh, wow, it's okay. So it's kind of like that letdown, but, like, almost like you knew it was coming just because it's almost too good to be true, right? Mm-hmm. Have this, like, perfect life and that everything is going perfect, The best, like, the best parents that she could. I mean, not to say that they're not good parents, but just more of just the what we get in the movie is just mm-hmm. very much like a, oh, okay. So then you instantly know this is going to be some type of um, conflict for Daniel just because it can't be that easy. Yep, exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. And it just really shows like the contrast of like Daniel and like his frustrations, like his mom's kind of embarrassing, like she's kooky, their car, like, (laughs) they have to like, get out of the car and like push it like in the beginning of the movie. Um, And but they have to do it in front of like Ali's family, which you know, they're, they kind of stuck up, you know, Californian, like rich assholes, like, hey, what's our daughter doing with like a a non rich person, like, we don't get it. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it just, yeah, it plays into like that, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, you know, um, it plays into uh, expectation. Like, I think Daniel wasn't expecting that, um, like, Allie's family was kind of like assholes. And, you know, it, it seemed like Allie did have a good relationship with her family. Um, I think later on, we'll learn that, like, maybe it's not so great because they have, like, certain expectations out of her. Um, but yeah, everybody, um, everyone's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah and I think this is the the um the interesting part because you kind of like or you finally learn the importance of where you are from mm-hmm. in when it comes to this area because um speaking of Reseda just how when Daniel mentions like oh oh I'm not from here I'm from Reseda it's like oh okay and then instantly the mood changes like okay so what does that mean about you what does that mean about your family mm-hmm. and also this speaks to his mom a lot too because this is the one thing that I love about her how she's always so positive like even though like we don't know if she's like having a hard time inside. Like she's always so positive about any situation. She's just like, yeah, you want to take over the car? Do you want to help me push out the car here? Like, it's fine. Like, even though like my car is sucking right now, like it's cool. We got it. We're going to make our way. Like, I think it's one of the beautiful little things that you learned about her character, even just in that small moment of her, just instead of feeling frustrated or embarrassed, like she's like, no, we got it. We're going to, we're going to get this car going. We'll see you guys later. Yeah. It's uh, not to spoil, um, like the next two movies but it's sad we don't get much of her like in the next two movies like where'd she go <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, like that'll be a topic of conversation like when we uh, get there but like um definitely i i do love daniel's mom in here i think she's she's what she's that mom you know like she's trying her best and she's giving her love and like she's trying her best to like give daniel a life that i don't think he realized like just how much like he should be appreciating that but yeah. again we are like old <laughs> and, he's like, <laughs> and he's like 16 so it's like yeah when, when were you ever like positive around your parents I guess oh yeah no look like watching it now with how old I am and then especially with, like back in the day I wasn't thinking about these things when I first watched it I was just like oh no the car's not working and now I'm like look at her look at her working hard and she's just facing adversity like it's totally two different lenses exactly um they uh Daniel's mom drops him off at the arcade and we get a killer like love montage uh throughout the whole like arcade um uh, the music I wish I wrote down like the song that they play but like the music is great it's the love song. It's just like, I don't know what it is about the Karate Kid franchise, but like they consistently play like these love ballads that are just like, 
oh man, I I feel the love. Like I, I love is real, <laughs> you know? Isn't it? It's like young hearts be fast or something like that. Like if I remember the I can't remember the lyrics fully off the top mm-hmm. of my head, but yes, it's just it's that 80s like that feel it like literally it just makes me do this every time, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. yep. <laughs> exactly. Um but then like, you know, we, we had to like spoil all the fun because like a lot of alleys like posh and upperclassmen, well, not upperclassmen, but like upper like status, like friends come up and like, hey, Allie, come on over. Like, let's have a good time. And Allie sticks her gun for Daniel, you know? Like, she's like, no, I'm going to stay with him. But this is the part where I'm just like another moment where he's just like, well, Daniel, why you got to be an asshole, bro? <laughs> like she basically was like, yo, I'm in this with you, man. Like, this is... Like, why do you, why do you have to treat it? Like, why do you, he ruined the night? He ruined yes. it. Yes, no. especially because he's, he's like, well, why didn't you go? She's like, if I would have, if I wanted to go, I would have gone. And he's like, okay, well, cool. And you're like, why, where's the hostility coming from? We're secure. It's good. Like you're, there was nothing to be worried about. Like she, she said, no, like she, she could have been like, ah, we'll see, but nope. And he just instantly, it's just offended by it. And it's just like, I have to, it, no, it's fine. I'm, sh- I'm shutting down. It's cool. Yeah, I think it plays into like that toxic masculinity, the um, like the embarrassment, like, you know, I'm the man type of situation. And like, mm-hmm. that's my girl. And I think like, I feel like that was a really big 80s probably thing back in, yes. <laughs> back in the day. But man, it just like made me not root for Daniel in that moment. <laughs> like, honestly, like it, it just made me not want them to be together. Like we had a very nice love montage with the beautiful music and Daniel just ruined that moment, I feel like. Mm-hmm. oh yeah you're definitely seeing his immature 16 year old behavior come out in that moment and you're just like she is giving you all the chances in the world what like what what's the point of you reacting to something that's not even necessarily happening exactly um we cut later on to daniel going back to miyagi's house and seeing his amazing backyard that backyard is beautiful the iconic I, I, backyard yes yeah the miyagi backyard it was so I wish that was my backyard. Like, imagine. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, uh, and, you know, we catch a glimpse of Miyagi sanding, like sanding the floor. And Danny was like, hey, what's up? What's all, what are these about? And he starts like doing like bongos with it. And it's like, you know what, Daniel, I'm going to show you what these are all about. And it's the next lesson, right circle, left circle. And he's got to do the whole waxing, like uh, sanding the floor, sand the floor, right circle left circle breathe in breathe out and he said you got to do all the floors and then when daniel's done in his mind he thought miyagi was going to teach him about karate it's late at night but uh nope lol he comes back to uh, he tells him to come back tomorrow at six o'clock and daniel is um you know he's a little bit like besides himself he's like what <laughs> what's going on here like why why are we sanding the floor why are we waxing on waxing mm-hmm. all the cars uh he comes back the next day and sees uh miyagi is trying to catch a fly with the chopsticks once again like as we saw him in the beginning of the movie um and the reason why he's doing that is because men who catch cho- uh, fly with chopsticks accomplish anything and daniel sits down and tries to catch the chopsticks and um you know talk about foreshadowing because Daniel does catch one, <laughs> like on his first luck. <laughs> to Miyagi's frustration, which is very funny here. And it's like beginner's luck, says Miyagi saying. So um, yeah, nice bit of foreshadowing that like Daniel like will accomplish all his goals mm-hmm. at the end. Um, let's see. And what was Daniel's reward for catching that fly? His next karate lessons. Um, he has to paint the fence up, 
and down, up and down. Um, and I, I'm kind of like skimming through here. So like, feel free to like interrupt me if like something sure. catches your eye, but uh, you know, up and down. And just when Daniel thinks like, oh, I, I did a really good job. Um, I like, I think I'm done, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, and uh, Mr. Miyagi was like, did you do both sides? <laughs> and he's like, oh like, shit. What? Yeah, essentially. And when Daniel's done, Miyagi, he thinks once again, like, man, he's got to teach me karate now, right? Like, is it about time? Miyagi said he's doing a good job and to come back tomorrow, bright and early with no actual karate training. And Daniel is also, once again beside himself. He comes back next day and Miyagi's not home. Where did Miyagi go? Uh, however, that doesn't stop him from giving him his next chore or training as Miyagi mm -hmm. would call it. Now he has to paint the house, painting once again, this time side to side. And Daniel's mad. He like hits a bucket and he's just so flipping frustrated about the whole situation. And that evening, Daniel confronts Miyagi about doing all his, like about doing all these chores, like the tournament's in about two months and we haven't done any training. And Daniel thinks he hasn't learned anything from Miyagi, but Miyagi disagrees. Not every, not everything is as it seems. That's what, da that's what Mr. Miyagi says. Miyagi tells Daniel to show him sand the floor. And this is the iconic moment of like the whole series. Daniel yes. can't, but Daniel can't do it because his arm hurts. Like he's been painting side to side all day and uh, he can't move his arm. And then Mr. Miyagi does the clap and hits him on the, like the shoulder and all of a sudden like magic, he is healed. <laughs> and then Miyagi's like, show me, send the floor. And Daniel's like, how did you do that, man? Hey, show me, send the floor. And through repetition, Daniel um, has learned like something, mm -hmm. you know, we don't know yet. Um, uh, through repetition, we uh, he like he does all his sense and the floor, wax on, wax off, paint the fence, and what we learned throughout that whole thing through repetition that Daniel has actually learned karate, um, and this was like one of the best like most iconic moments of the show because like now yes. it's like hey, we as the audience have figured out what is going on. <laughs> like did, yes. what was what was your initial reaction to this oh okay I have so much I was waiting to because I wanted to get to this moment to talk about it mm -hmm. um the first time I ever saw it there's two there's two scenes in this movie which one is later so I won't speak on it but um uh, this was one of the moments as a kid just going like mm -hmm. what because I think it's like the importance to it's like how he says not everything is what it seems and the simplicity that goes back to Mr. Miyagi you're seeing these moments because, and especially too, one of the things that I love about the um, direction of this is that those scenes seem longer than they actually are. Like you're just watching him do these chores and you're like, okay, so what's next? Okay, what's next? And so I think even as like an audience member, like just experiencing it, you're like, okay, how does this all integrate into everything? So I think like you finally, it comes to that climax of like, no, this is what you're learning. And you're seeing that he's experiencing this at the same time. I feel like even me as a person, I was like, oh my gosh, look at him go. Like he is just, there's so much that he's learned that he had no idea. And so I think it's one of the most beautiful plot twists, um, completions that has ever been done because it's exactly what he said. It's, it's um, not everything is what it seems. So you're just watching this, like pretty much you're seeing Daniel just go, yeah, okay. Okay, like when when is it gonna happen? And it's like all about that patience. It's all about, you know, trusting the process. And I think that, 
that's us as humans that sometimes we fault ourselves in because we're just like, okay, how long is this going to take? What does this mean? And it's just all about if you put in the work, it comes together. And so even though he didn't know that he was, you know, trade, this was his training, even though Mr. Yaki was saying, like, yes, let's, all right, do this, do that, do this task. Um, you're really having that. This is like the first moment that Daniel's realizing like, oh, oh, we are learning. Like, oh, this is all coming together. And I think the beautiful thing about this moment is that he's coming at it with frustration and he's just like, what's the point of all of this? And then like classic Mr. Miyagi, he's like, all right, show me the things that I've, that we've been doing. And then instantly it's like you, and I think what's cool about it too, is that it's just a shift in the movie. Cause then you're, then you're realizing like, oh, we are learning something we are doing in training. Let's dive in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like it plays like to the audience expectation because like, I. I don't know like what the audience of the eighties were thinking about, but like, I think if we were looking at this uh, movie through like through the lens of today, we'd be like, Oh, he's teaching him like through repetition. Like, obviously like he's going to learn karate eventually, but like, I kind of want to be an audience member in the eighties where it just like, at first, like it didn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's learning any karate, Uh, but like, we know eventually he's going to learn it. Like there are trailers that show him like at the, like the end of the tournament. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. like he, we know this, we're going to get to that scene, but like how, and um, when that moment shows up and it's just like, oh, wow. Everything that he learned through all these chores, like, like was applied to like his style of like fighting. It was like, it's such a surprise and it's a shock. And it also makes me think about (laughs) what moms thought about, like um, when they were, you know, telling their kids how to do chores, like, oh, no, I'm, yeah. teaching, you, I'm teaching you karate, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, that moment has always been so cool. And um, I think like, yeah, Daniel learns like the big lesson, like not to make assumptions about a lot of things, like, uh, like, don't don't make assumptions, like, um, mm-hmm. just, you know, not everything is what it seems like you need to have like patience. And, you know, at first, he was very frustrated about doing all this. And I feel like any normal person would, it's just like, Hey, this isn't like, we're not in a dojo training, like the Cobra Kai. Um, but you know, we're, we're doing things differently. Um, and finding that balance and finding that like calm. And I think you can see it in his face later on, like, uh, like once he's done it, like, wow, I, I did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Um, I know it's my favorite part. Um, no music is played here. It would have been cool to like hear some kind of music, but um, but overall, it's this part is like one of my favorite parts of the the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to that scene, the, uh, Mr. Maggie's like, "Come back tomorrow. We're training early." Um, so we go back. Oh, let me see. Tell him to come back. Miyagi takes Daniel to the beach so he can teach him balance, like literally, because like there's a riptide and Daniel's trying to like not fall on his ass in the ocean. Well, we see Mr. Miyagi go to a pole at the bench. He is balancing, uh, he's bouncing on it and doing kata, which is like, you know, who, who, and like who, like that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I just insulted a lot of people. Like, it's like, you know, kata, like, I'm sure you know a kata. Like, if, if you don't know what kata is, like, look it up. <laughs> but um, we see him bouncing on the pole and doing a certain kind of kick every time. And Daniel asks about it. Like, what is that? What is that move that you're doing there, Mr. Miyagi? And it's called the crane kick. And he was like, can I, <laughs> like, what's that about? And he's like, if do right, no can defense. So Daniel was like, hey, Mr. Miyagi, can you teach me that? And it's like, I don't know, not yet. 
not yet. We're not going to teach you the crane kick just yet. Um, they go back to the car. A bunch of white trash won't remove their bottles from Mr. Miyagi's car. So he does it himself by chopping it, um, chopping it up just like with his bare hands. <laughs> and Daniel's like, how did you do that? And then uh, Mr. Miyagi's like, don't know. First time try, you know? <laughs> just like, I don't know. I love that. Like Pat Morita, like he's a comedian and like, it's just like, he brings like so much comedy to Mr. Miyagi, like in such simple ways that it's just like genuinely very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, no one could do it better than him, honestly. And it's just so genuine too, that you're just like, I love that guy. <laughs> exactly. He's great. Exactly. I, I, I love Mr. Miyagi more than anyone else in this like series. Like I, I think like he would be so cool to like just chill out with, you know. Oh yeah, uh, it's just that uh, goodness in his heart, and it's just just like, it's not him trying; it's just him being. And I think mm-hmm. that's like, oh, let's go, let's just go walk on the beach. <laughs> like, just tell me about your life. Exactly. Um, Daniel runs in later on. Daniel runs into Allie. Uh, Daniel invites Allie out. Allie says uh, to pick her up at the country club because that's what rich people do. Uh, Miyagi and Daniel go fishing. Daniel uh, later on, I'm, I'm skipping ahead I'm like to a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Daniel tries to balance on the bow of the boat, which leads to a funny scene. <laughs> Miyagi's like bow, and Daniel's like he's bowing. Like no, go wa- stand on the bow of the ship <laughs> of the boat. Um, <laughs> uh balance like and he's teaching him balance if balance is good karate is good balance is bad uh pack up and go home <laughs> i don't know that's what miyagi is and another one of those miyagi isms mm-hmm. uh daniel is picking like daniel is uh picking up on all the miyagi isms um eventually miyagi, miyagi drops him off on the boat and just leads to like a gut-wrenching laugh from miyagi's like oh look at you you look so stupid right now you follow, follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you, you need to learn balance and he just like just shakes the boat um nah, that scene was really funny uh later on Ali's asshole parents make her dance with Johnny who's also there <laughs> and uh Daniel's waiting outside wondering what's taking Ali so long um outside the country club so he sneaks in the back of the kitchen which like I don't know what's going on in his brain um to do that I don't know why he just doesn't go up front but, you know, he sneaks in the back, goes in the mm-hmm. kitchen, and Johnny sees that Daniel is in the kitchen and starts kissing Ali to make him jealous. Um, and then Daniel runs into the waiter, gets sauce all over his white, white as fuck, like, <laughs> outfit. Um, he gets so mad. And then Ali slaps Johnny. That's a very important part because Daniel didn't get to see that part. Yes. Um, but, like, you know, Daniel didn't give her a chance either to, like, explain herself he just like dismissed her which is like dude come on listen you know like that's what mr miyagi is teaching you like listening and balance and all that like where's that yeah and side note too like this doesn't necessarily pertain fully to like the characters but like i like when i watched it just this last weekend um just you know just to refresh my brain on it i was like why are all these adult people laughing at this child like it's not his fault he ran into the way like let's ha 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 let's all have a laugh but I was like that is so rude (laughs) you know it's not his fault I'll be honest with you like I would have laughed too (laughs) if I saw that (laughs) if I saw that in real life like dang he he fell (laughs) okay but like we're also gonna laugh at him (laughs) see but at least like you would you would think like oh like okay so sorry but are you are you good like no they're all just like sucks to suck man like and I was just like ah, poor little guy but yes like um that is the little classic 101 of her parents too I think that's why I'm always like because hey. um, they're like 
oh yeah, he's Johnny. So it's that the parents just wanting something to work when they're like, no, mom, dad, this is it. Like we're done. Like I don't want to do, I don't want anything to do with him. So they're like, but have you thought about maybe if you just talk to him? And um, I think it's, even though it's like a small little thing, I think it, it also, you can see um, how Allie is so um, strong-headed and it's very much like, no, this is how I feel. This is what I want. I have want nothing to do with him. Cause even in that moment, cause she could have uh, easily like pleased her parents. I'm like, sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll get back together. But I think that's one of the things that even though it's small, I think it speaks to her character of just her being like, no, I, I know that he's kind of a douche right now and I don't want to be with him. Exactly. Like, um, it, it, yeah. And it's a testament to like that character, like, and mm-hmm. her commitment to Daniel, who's who she thinks is a genuinely nice person until later on she realizes like that's not the case <laughs> he's kind of a dick too and <laughs> yeah <laughs> um later on we uh we see a drunk mr miyagi singing to a woman's picture uh daniel finds his sensei in the state he's wearing a sergeant uniform and insists daniel drinks with him and says banzai banzai and <laughs> they drink um not appropriate to do for a minor but you know whatever you know the cops aren't there <laughs> yeah it's a bonding moment (laughs) yeah um the Miyagi informs Daniel that today is the anniversary of uh him and his wife's marriage Uh, Daniel did not know that uh, Mr. Miyagi was married Uh, Miyagi shows a picture of his wife pregnant with their child um through the drunkenness and through Mr. Miyagi's emotions like we learned that his wife and son died during child labor and this is like one of the most beautiful scenes in this movie because for the longest time we've real like we thought like oh Mr. Miyagi is this headstrong, wise old man. Like, you know, he's overcome adversity. Like he's like, you know, he's like, uh, he's just one of the strongest people out there. But like, you know, going off the theme of like, not everything is what it seems. Like even in mm-hmm. like, like Miyagi has a dark past. Like he had to go to war, you know? Like he, he has the purple heart. Like he's experienced like war trauma, but also like he wasn't there for his wife and his kid um, because he was fighting like, I'm sorry, like, was it, it was the Vietnam War, right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah, Vietnam War, a lot of people would argue is, like, was a useless war, a war that, like, the Americans should not have gone, like, not been a part of, and, um, yeah, it, it, it breaks um, Mr. Miyagi, and it's sad, like, he has yeah. nobody with him, like, he's not in Okinawa anymore, he's been living alone, like who knows how long um and no one to pass on like what he's teach what he's taught to like his next offspring um we learn later on like you know uh daniel's essentially like his his son (laughs) but um this was the scene that uh, got pat marina nominated for an academy award like uh, for best supporting actor um it's very telling like pat marina is just like phenomenal in this whole scene Yes, yes, I think it, and it's um, the depth, uh, not to say that he hasn't with what we've been watching, but there's so much depth that's added to his character in just this small, I think it's like four minutes or maybe five minutes at total of this scene, but there's so much you learn, there's so much you uncover, and also too, like, this is the first time you're seeing Mr. Miyagi like this, like, he's obviously drunk, but he's expressing himself in this way, to where also too, when when he starts talking about it, um, he's reporting this news to Daniel and like what's happened in his life and like this um, very much soldier um, delivery to where he's like, um, you know, wife and child did not make it. And so it's just for him, even you kind of get to see like for, for him, even things are hard to process, even for him, like, you know, 
going through this tragedy, it's still heartbreaking to him, but yet he's still willing to help Daniel train. He's still willing to be there for him. And so I think it just, you almost have a weird, like deeper connection to him just because you're just like, this guy has gone through so much. And yet this entire time, he's just been here to help Daniel. And so for me, I, I just like, it broke my heart, but you're right. It's such a beautiful, heartbreaking scene just because there's so much you're learning about this man and how much he's lost. But at the same time, you're understanding like how, how this has shaped him and how this is, um, you know, how he's lived his life moving forward from this tragedy. Mm-hmm. And we learn later on in the series, like how much Mr. Miyagi means, like uh, Daniel, like how much Daniel means to Mr. Miyagi. Cause like, mm-hmm. I-, I think like a lot of the focus is pointed to Daniel, like he's our hero and stuff like that. But um, Mr. Miyagi is just as much like gaining a lot from Daniel and learning from Daniel too, yeah. which is like very interesting, like their bond. And um, despite like, like the age difference and everything like that, like how much they love and care about each other as like a master and his uh, apprentice, like, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel uh, reads the note, like the telegram that uh, Mr. Miyagi got about his wife and child, just to lighten the mood here a little bit. I, I wrote that Daniel has the reading level of a two-year-old. <laughs> he, <laughs> the, way, the way he reads it, like uh, Mr. Uh, like uh, Miyagi blah 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 you we regret to inform you and i'm just like just read it <laughs> um dana notices a bag with mr miyagi's purple heart uh dog tags and a fabric uh with the bonsai tree on it um in the next scene daniel goes to train alone uh, on the beach where he was learning balance and he and constant and he's trying to teach himself the crane kick and other you know kata and uh, balance and he's on the boat like basically getting a little like extra time to himself and to try to like put into perspective all the things that Mr. Miyagi has taught him. Uh, Later on, Mr. Miyagi starts teaching Daniel how to punch. And, you know, as soon as Daniel like figures it all out, Daniel becomes the hot-headed, not listening kid that he is. And Daniel loses concentration, which throws, uh, which gives Miyagi a chance to like throw him off balance and basically tells Daniel to his face, like, I think you joke too much. I think, like, you're too hot-headed. And I think, like, if you keep going down this path, like, you're not going to win this tournament, essentially. And they go back to training because, like, yeah, Daniel, like, he's right. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that scene was really interesting because, like, finally somebody puts Daniel into his fucking place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because, like, you have Ali who has been, like, has been trying to check in with Daniel, like, um, in the small moments that he's been kind of, like, a douche to him yeah. uh, to her so like um I think especially having a, a person in authority tell Daniel this it's like the first time that he's like got it okay you're yeah. you're right so I think exactly. it's also he's learning that discipline that we haven't seen from him in this movie just yet yeah exactly um we go to the next scene Daniel and Miyagi celebrate Daniel's birthday and Daniel gives uh, Mr. Miyagi gives Daniel two presents one a gi with the bonsai uh patch which was made by Mrs. Miyagi, um, which I think is beautiful, like passing down the torch, like him, you know, finally having like someone that's able to like learn like all the things that, you know, Mr. Miyagi probably would have taught like uh, his future child, Um, which, you know, it means a lot. Daniel's like, oh, I can return it or whatever. And it's like, Mm -hmm. nah, man, this is yours. This is your gi, Uh, you deserve it. And then the other gift was a whole ass car. Yeah, which is like, yeah, can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, like that, that is a beautiful car. And like, damn, <laughs> imagine you're a year old and some stranger gives you a car. First of all, you'd be like, uh, 
why is the stranger giving me a card? Like, what's uh, what's the incentive here? <laughs> but not Mr. Miyagi. You know, it's like it's it's coming from the heart, and it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this card is very beautiful. What did you think of that scene? I think it's just it speaks to their um, like me just watching it like now it speaks to their their relationship and how much the trust has become between them and how much he appreciates him. But like watching that younger, like when I was younger, I was like, there's no way that he just got a car. And of course he's like, whichever one you want, like you pick. And you're like, what? (laughs) But I think it's so cool too, because like, it's, I think it's one of the, the smaller things in Daniel's life where like, obviously there's a lot that has not been going good for him with school and just his whole life. And so it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, wow. Like this is mine. Like I, I get to choose this is perfect like I finally have something that that's mine and so I think it's, it's kind of cool to have that little moment for him yeah and uh, uh Miyagi comes to him with like one of the one of my favorite quotes I don't think it's talked about a lot uh, when talking about Karate Kid um lesson about balance lesson about whole life essentially saying like the lessons that we've learned excuse me about balance applies to your entire life uh and that everything will be better and it's just mm-hmm. like someone who has mental health issues is like man who feels off balance a lot and it's just like damn that's thank you mr miyagi that's exactly what i wanted to hear um and they yell bonsai <laughs> like yes. uh, they're all just like yes bonsai everyone like beautiful moment beautiful. one of my favorite parts of the movie of the show movie show wherever <laughs> um, I think it also too like it solidifies their relationship in that moment because they've said it before obviously when Mr. Miyagi was kind of in a, a in a time of need and just you know he's grieving and so you finally start to see like this is their this is their their thing that they say together and like this is their bonding moment and so it's like this is where you truly see that uh, father-son dynamic coming through mm-hmm. and I agree too like um, and there's a quote that's overlooked and I think it's really beautiful that it's even though he's applying it in terms to Daniel's life it's really can be applied to anyone's life yeah you know lesson about whole life that's <laughs> basically you can apply it to anything um later on we see daniel drive back to the arcade where ali is trying to make um where ali and him had his their date initially and uh he's trying to make things up to ali where he, we learn that um ali like basically slapped uh johnny we we saw that but this is where daniel is like oh she she did that and uh they come up and well, Daniel comes up to her and apologizes, which to be honest, I don't think he deserves it. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> I think, it, I think, I think because of the progression of the movie and where it, where it needs to like go in the sense of like the story. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I feel like it was like, she was like, oh, and, and also too, I can't remember her friend's name. That's telling her all this information. Like, yo, if you would have just calmed down, you would have realized that like, she's been about you this entire time. Um, and I think like when Daniel goes over there and he's like, yeah, I'm really sorry. And she's like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> and then like, and then it's, then it's just perfectly fine. Like if that was me, like, all right, sir, let's, let's set some ground rules. Let's, yeah. you know, yeah. like if you have a problem or something's bothering you, let's communicate it. Yeah. No, it was, it was too quick for me. Yeah. Also the, their kiss was weird. Um, I don't know how you felt about that, but like their kiss was kind of weird. It, like I was looking at that. I'm like, huh, he's kind of sucking her face. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know like he looked like he was like like a succubus like he was trying to suck like, her like, face off <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, like did you feel did you feel the same way yes I just think the whole scene just was a little like it was trying to make it be too perfect and like oh they're back together and so like to me it was just the whole combined of like 
okay, let's move forward. Exactly. <laughs> for me. And uh, we do move forward because uh, today's the day of the karate tournament. And we learned that you uh, it's a rank match. So you, they got to figure out like what belt Daniel's, uh, what Dan, what what belt ranked is Daniel? And uh, Mr. Miyagi's like, oh, he's a black belt. <laughs> and you know, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi's a G. He stole that black belt like from the, the that duffel bag. Well, he, yeah. uh, it, it was Ali, but like he was like, yeah, take it, take it quick, take it quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, we see Daniel getting ready in the locker room. Kobukai giving him shit one more time. Dutch is there, like telling him, like, oh, we're gonna kill you. Like essentially, like I think he actually said that you're you're dead, you're dead meat. And it's just like, yeah, like, yeah, we're gonna kill you. <laughs> so we're still we're still on that bone. Okay, cool. Yeah. Also, this is where Ali comes through like a G and is like, all right, this is how the tournament works. Cause they're both like, wait, how does this? what what are the what is the ranking how do we get points and she's like all right so this is above the above the waist above this a headshot you don't want to do that like she's just explaining the girls and you're just like if she would have not been there like who knows how that would have gone yeah um, my favorite line uh, comes before that where uh, daniel's like hey where'd you get this black belt and uh <laughs> Miyagi was like no matter uh buddha provide you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was just like, that was like hella funny um yeah and then we get the montage of like all the uh the karate fights to one of the best songs in karate kid which i'm surprised they they have not used in cobra kai yet um i'm wait. i feel like you're the best around is like one of those songs like you gotta wait you gotta earn it but like and especially like right now we've earned it because uh we see daniel killing it he is mm-hmm. destroying all these cobra kais and all these other random dojos that don't really matter honestly <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of random. It's a people. little filler. <laughs> yeah, we get towards the end, and Johnny um, Johnny Lawrence is one of the finalists uh, for the All Valley Tournament. Um, and then Daniel has his last fight with Bobby, Bobby the guy uh, who was just like, "Hey, we're not gonna kill Daniel, okay? Like we can we can mildly murder him, but like actually kill him? No, we, that's that's too far, man." Mm-hmm. But John Kreese <laughs> is basically telling him, "Hey." you got to kill Daniel, essentially. Like, he doesn't say that. Like, get him out of commission. I want you to disqualify yourself. I want you to beat the shit out of him so he can go into the finals. And I'm just like, what, what, what's wrong with well, you, man? Yeah, because yeah. I think he's saying, like, something like, um, he's like, is there a problem? And he's like, no, sensei. Like, this yeah. poor teenager, mind you, they're teenagers still. Like, of course, like, this is their, you know, their instructor. This is their sensei. Like, they're supposed to listen to him. And so, I think too with with Bobby you get to see how like he's kind of more of the level-headed of the group and so even in that moment he's like do I choose what's right do I choose to listen to my teacher and of course of course there's that pressure of like you know like I don't want to upset him so Mm -hmm. sure okay I'll do it and I think like it's so sad because you're just like these are teenagers how dare you tell them to do this but I mean John is just really stuck on Mm -hmm. getting the ultimate revenge so Exactly. And, you know, Bobby beats the shit out of Daniel's leg. Like, ow, that really looked like it actually hurt. Yeah. Um, so uh, Bobby's disqualified. Daniel makes it to the end to fight Johnny Lawrence. Or does he? Um, de- because Daniel is out of it. And we're not sure if he's going to be able to fight jo- Johnny Lawrence in the final. Um, Daniel asked if Ms- Mr. Miy- asked Mr. Miyagi if he had a chance of winning. Mr. Miyagi insisted that that's not, uh, he doesn't need to prove that point. Like mm-hmm. he got to where he is right now. That's all that matters. But Daniel said like, hey, like no matter what, like no matter how much he's like proven himself, like at the end of the day, these people don't play by those rules. Like these people need to see me win in order to like get off my back. 
And what's interesting here is like Mr. Miyagi sees that because like it's not extracting revenge. It's like, yo, I'm I need to prove to them that I am the best. Like I like I deserve like that respect. And Mr. Miyagi sees that. And um, we see one of the most iconic moments in the, the movie. And one of my favorite parts of the movie is the return of the clap. And it wasn't just any clap, mind you. It was clap uh-huh. and then the music to it. The whole drums and like this, the music going in, like intense. And it's just like, dang, this is hype. Like, let's, let's, let's go. Like, we you know, know Mr. You Miyagi. You know, like this, yep, this is the moment we're going in. Yeah, and like Mr. Miyagi, like we know, like Mr. Miyagi is gonna like heal Daniel somehow, and like the clap with the music, like you know, talking about the music in this movie, like that moment, like whoever thought, like we're gonna add, like we're gonna like start the music the moment he like does that clap. Whoever thought of that, genius, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly, Daniel Roos is going to fight. Daniel Roos is going to fight, and. <laughs> That's so it's such a corny line, I think, but it's like it's it's funny. Like this movie's kind of corny, but you know, at the end of the day, like it's that that was one of my favorite parts. Um, and it's on the moment we've all been waiting for. Dan, Daniel versus Johnny for the All Valley Under 18 Championship in Reseda, California, where um, you know, a little place, little place, little uh little place, no, it's um in the middle of nowhere type of thing. Like no one talks about Reseda, California, (laughs) you know, Uh, but like all of a sudden, this is like one of the most important championships in the entire world. It seems like, Um, it seems like despite his injury, Daniel has the upper hand, but uh, Chris calls for a timeout, brings Johnny to the side and tells him to sweep the injured leg, sweep the leg. And even Johnny is hesitant about that, which is Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is a little bit crazy shouldn't be doing that yeah he's like i know i'm psycho and i want what i want but like this is this is the line is here and i do not feel comfortable but again it's that conflict of like pleasing your you know your sensei and like the person who's been teaching you and he's just like and i love that the two um for johnny you can truly see like this is something to where he's like you know i might be out there with certain things but like oh just hit my computer um but um this even for me just does not feel right but yet we're led by freaking john and he's like do it you're like okay (laughs) yeah exactly and johnny beats the crap out of daniel targeting his injured leg and uh eventually it comes into a tie with only one more point to win but that's when johnny targets his uh daniel's injured leg very hard and we hear uh, i forget his name but like the guy says put him in a body bag and i'm like girl (laughs) (laughs) relax <laughs> but um that da- and daniel can barely stand but the music hypes up as and he has one more trick up his sleeve the crane kick maneuver if a person can hit the crane maneuver perfectly no can defense so will he hit that crane kick we don't know we see it and mm-hmm. and when you know it he did it and daniel wins and then the movie's over <laughs> i know it's just a it's a switched and which, done <laughs> yeah which you know like that's one of the things i don't like about this movie it just feels like we didn't get to celebrate this victory, like with um, uh, Mr. Miyagi and Daniel and stuff like that. Um, it just ends. And I was just like, dang, that's it. <laughs> it was like, uh-huh. okay, guys, we, we couldn't record any more footage. Like we have to, we have to pack up. We have to go home. 
Yeah, was this like their incentive to be like, all right, so we're thinking about doing a part two. So if we end it here, it's a cliffhanger. They're going to want to see what happens. Like that is, I also agree with that too, because it's just like, you're so excited for this character because there's been such a build. Like you're watching them train, you're watching them go through it. And then like, you're like, yeah, he won. Mm -hmm. So you're instantly taken out of that world. And you're like, I guess I will go put my popcorn away now. (laughs) Like, Like it's so aggressively like cut and I agree with you it's just one thing that you're just like I just wanted like maybe even just a minute more just to see him like I don't know walk out of the 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 um gym and just be like yeah like have that like rocky moment or something but it was very it's very aggressive yeah I um I don't know if it was necessarily even a cliffhanger like I don't even know if they were planning like three more movies after this like it was just like yeah the movie's over guys <laughs> like uh very it was a very weird decision that's for sure mm-hmm. but like go home <laughs> yeah. well marley that's uh the karate kid uh, we're done um what was your favorite moment of like the karate kid oh it, it definitely has to be um see okay i have two it's really that moment when you know when wax on wax off when you're seeing daniel that realization because that always sticks out to me because like when um like going back and watching it for like a second time it was like oh yeah that's the movie where he gets to realize like all the things he learns and also too when he finally like when you're seeing him train for the crane kick like that's just so iconic and it's just one of those um, moments to where even though like you're like oh yes he's gonna learn it like it's just it's just so fulfilling so it's really those two moments that have always stuck with me um that i i truly appreciate yeah i think for me anytime like where the music like really just like plays it like it like it's its own character in this show like it really like it helps enhance a lot of the scenes which like you know music that's what's that's what's supposed to do you know star wars and halloween and stuff like they're iconic they're 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 nothing without their music to be honest and um like the music in this movie like really just plays into like all the hype and the excitement and um the triumphant like tr- the triumphant tri- you know you know what i'm trying to say triumphant <laughs> like i can't say the word but um it's um it gets me really excited. You're the best around. Um, Daniel's like uh, victory song, like uh, Daniel's triumph, um, like the romance music, like all those moments where the music is just like a key point in these scenes. Like they're, they're just so good. It's so, so good. And then Mr. Miyagi's like progression and him, like they could have just played him off as just being like, oh yeah, I am your sensei. I'm going to be like this cool, mysterious figure. But they give us that scene of him like we're, we're getting a little bit more backstory and history about Mr. Yeah. Miyagi and his life and I'm just like it, it really rounds out his character really well and I really appreciate those moments as well um and it's just like the craziness of it all like just is is always my favorite it's just like you know we're gonna like kill you <laughs> essentially <laughs> like yeah <laughs> the dramatic moments like even though they're like you're like that was that was a lot but they're still like they still add to an element of the movie that makes it the karate kid um for sure yeah I think like we could both agree like probably like not our least favorite part it was the ending where it just felt like yeah I, I wanted I just wanted more you know like I just feel like it was uh, ended abruptly um was there anything that stuck out to you like that we haven't talked about that you didn't like um ooh, that I didn't like um I had a thought of, of one thing that I did like but <laughs> let me come come back to that um the one thing that I didn't like about it was that um, some moments were very rushed to me, but not like necessarily like in a bad way. Cause like take the the beginning of the movie, you have the opening credit scene to where like, typically that's where you're like, this is the star, this is a name. And I mean, which are all very important. 
but I think one of the things is like, you're really discovering like this journey for them coming through, right? But then you have moments to where it's very quick and Daniel's just getting mad and then he leaves. And so you're like, mm-hmm. we had such a build over here. So that it was like, they had beautiful moments of like, um, especially like, let's say, you know, that moment with the bonsai trees and, um, you know, Daniel learning his first lesson, his mom getting one. And then you also have a moment to where um, it's like, Allie and Daniel, you know, and the, them making up and coming back together. Like that was so rushed and there was so much that could have been seen um, and developed with their relationship there. Because at that point, I feel like that's, um, you rush it to where they're good together and then they go to the tournament. So it's very much, there could have been a lot more there for me, at least that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I was gonna say that um, that I did really, really love about it was um, that I feel like it's not really a thing that people, um, pay more attention to is how Mr. Miyagi corrects his name every time someone says it wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important because um, if you think back, like, I feel like now um, a lot of people are like, you know, if my, your name is hard, correct it. Like, that's your name. But I feel like back in the 80s, that wasn't necessarily a thing when it came to names that weren't easy. So I feel like it's such a key element to speak to him to where like, nope, this is me. That's my name. So say it correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I absolutely do love that part, actually. Like, um, you know, co- talking about like cultural appro- uh, appropriation and appreciation too. Like, I feel like this mm-hmm. movie does appreciate like where it comes from. Um, they could have cast anybody as Mr. Miyagi. Like, I think back in the day too, it could have been like a white guy, um, which like, I feel like in the karate like scene, you see a lot of white men um, in geese. And it's just like, yeah, karate is for the culture. Karate is for, you know, like a lot of people do it. But like it comes from Asian culture, and I feel like yeah. you should like bring those people to the forefront when you're representing them in media. And you know, Mi- Miyagi like correcting his name, like hey, like people are gonna want to say Miyagi, like Daniel Russo when they first meet him, and he's like, no, my name is Miyagi. You mm-hmm. know, because even uh, when they're checking in for the tournament too, he does that, and he's like, no, it, he's like Mia, Miyagi, and he's like, no, Miyagi, it's Miyagi. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the the rushingness, like I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I feel like I I would have loved to have seen more of Daniel and Ali's like, you know, building back that relationship that I feel like Daniel was just like so quick to just be angry at her. Um it, it was kind of like disjointing a little bit, like mm-hmm. uh, where he was just like, dude, you were just having a good time with her. Like you chill out. <laughs> like, uh, like these people, yeah. like, and she like eventually picked you like, and your side, like she's been on your team throughout this whole thing, even towards the end, like oh, relax, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I've, cause even, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You keep oh, going. I got oh, my oh, that. Oh, that's okay. Like, uh, cause like, you know, eventually like she for even forgives him. But like, I don't really feel like that was 100% earned. But, you know, I feel like it would have gone down that path because Ali truly does love Daniel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's one thing too, like with her friends, like even them, they're like, why are you even giving him the time of day anymore? And like, you don't really get to know these those characters very in depth. Like you're just like, oh, those are her friends that she hangs out with. But even there, they're like, no, these are red flags. Like, what are you doing? He's being like, he's being too aggressive. And I don't understand why they're like, don't forgive him. And of course, Ali sees like his true nature and is, it, it's just always been this loving and um, ready to like be Daniel's champion and like being in his corner and be like, yeah, you got it. And so it's just, it's, I, that is, I agree with you. It's, it was just too aggressive for no reason. Like it was unproceeded. Like there's just, I understand like he is an emotional um, being when it comes to like, he's been uprooted. He lives in a different place now. He doesn't really have any friends, but it's like the one person that's trying to be there for him. And he's taking a lot of aggression out on her. And yet 
she's so like she's just like no like I care about you I'll I'll forgive you but I just I needed just a little more just I just wanted a little more exactly well um Marley let's go ahead and rank all the Karate Kid movies um uh, Karate Kid one <laughs> obviously like it is the first like, yeah the- no it's definitely number one <laughs> yeah. if you couldn't yeah. tell already folks it's number one <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm interested to see like how long it will stay up there you know because I, I have some thoughts and feelings about the other like the two and three I've never seen four um so I can't really speak to like how bad it is except of all the rumors that I keep hearing about how bad it is and then like uh <laughs> we're going to be ranking it like alongside Cobra Kai and that show so that's going to be really interesting to see where Karate Kid one fits into all that because I, I still think like Karate Kid one is one of the great masterpieces of like the 80s like when you think about E.T. Back to the Future Star the the original Star Wars trilogy um like Karate Kid I think is up there yeah I agree yeah well um we're gonna have to tune in next Saturday when we review the Karate Kid part two I'm um, looking forward to doing that with you, uh, Marley. Thank you so much for joining. Yes, thanks for having me. And I can't wait to be back to discuss more of the Miyagi universe and just go into it. Yeah. Um, make sure you tune in to the Wayward World podcast or Wayward, the Wayward Movie Service. And each and every Saturday, we're going to be talking about the Karate Kid and other fun media movie stuff in the future. So please, if you like this video, subscribe and like and comment and share uh, everywhere you can. And uh, Wayward Artists, without further ado, it's been real.